Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Off to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where Jane Pickett uh, joins me. Good morning. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you're very welcome to the programme. Let's get straight into questions for Jane. Anne has been on to say, question for Jane, please. My sister has a stray cat, uh, took, him, took on this stray cat about a year ago, fine and healthy, has had all her vaccinations, got the stray cat neutered and it's a happy little cat. But since Monday of this week, she appears to be gone off her food, is not hungry and actually threw up a bit of her food and seems a bit lethargic. What could be the cause? Okay, there could be a number of different causes for this, but I would say by the time a cat is not eating, it's a very unwell cat indeed, generally. Um, Cats kind of being, I suppose, instinctually, their drive to eat and maintain their nutrition is so high that even in the face of feeling quite unwell, most of them will actually be eating and drinking quite happily. So for the appetite to really reduce... Um, or be absent entirely they really are feeling very unwell so I think this cat needs a, a very swift trip to the vets to get checked out there's a number of different things that could be causing it with the primary kind of sign of, of lethargy and a bit of vomiting um, it could be anything from an upset tummy to kidney issues to thyroid issues it could be a number of different things i think the best thing that will guide um, you as to what is going on is a vet check and a full physical exam with them because that can tell us a lot but sometimes with cats we might need to dig a little bit further with other investigations such as blood tests to give us initial clues because sometimes cats can actually be very good at hiding their clinical signs um, even from, from vets in consults so sometimes we need a little bit of extra help to get to the bottom of things so I think that it's really important for this vet to for this cat to attend the vet for attention but really well done on adopting him and getting him sorted with his neutering and his vaccinations etc. Yeah it's and really as, as I was I haven't got a cat at the moment but for years we always had cats in, in our house and you're right alarm bells will always ring when a cat goes off its food because as opposed to a dog a dog might go off its food for a day or two mm-hmm. and then will bounce back cats generally speaking yeah. no matter how unwell they are will at least try to eat so yeah I would raise alarm bells for me okay uh, Mark has an issue that's just happened in his household in the last hour uh, he dropped a multivitamin pill and his Labrador before he could pick it up the Labrador ate it should he be concerned in any way it's a human multivitamin pill <laughs> hmm this is an interesting one um right there's two ways you could go with this one Uh, Given that it's a large dog and it's a normal human multivitamin, 
it's quite likely that as a one-off ingesting it, it's probably not going to do a lot of harm. Now, having, let's say, dogs and cats, sometimes I get asked, owners owners ask me questions about giving them human med- multivitamins, and I say absolutely not, because the levels of vitamins and minerals in multivitamin tablets are for humans will be really inappropriate for dogs and cats. But as this is a one-off accident and it's a larger breed dog, so let's say rather than a tiny Yorkshire Terrier, you've got a Labrador on your hands. So it's probably a little bit more tolerant of, of having a kind of, a, let's say, a potential higher dose of multivitamins than it would normally get from its diet just for a one-off day. Um, I would watch him carefully. I think if you have any concerns or let's say if your your dog is in any way unwell over the next hour or two, it's best to contact your vet. I suppose the other way you could go with this is, and it's very much a personal decision, is that if you just want to be sure that it's not going to cause any harm, if it only happened an hour ago, you're still within that golden period where if you attended a vet, we can give a drug which can make them vomit. That's something that we normally do for kind of known toxins like chocolate, grapes, kind of tulip bulbs, etc., where we know that something really toxic has been ingested and we need to get it out. But in this case, it's a little bit more of a grey zone because in a big dog, a one-off accidental multivitamin is probably not going to do a lot of harm but there's no guarantees there okay but as you said the larger dog probably and it's just and like you yeah. could see it happening you drop it on the floor and before you even get to pick it up they have, they have it eaten thinking oh there's a treat boom Absolutely. and it's gone <laughs> okay uh frank has been on to us uh, he, he says my dog a little jack russell 12 years 12 years of age frank has noticed that there seems to be something going wrong with his eyesight could he be going blind otherwise he's fit and he's healthy but he's noticed obviously he's bumping into things can a dog go blind at that age yeah, very much like ourselves. Vision deterioration due to age is, is really common in dogs and cats. Um, but I suppose one thing I would say is that, let's say the diseases that come along with older age, such as cataracts, changes within the lens, are actually really common in older dogs. Um, older terriers would be kind of our, our main ones that we would be very concerned about. It is possible if you notice quite a, a kind of marked deterioration in vision such that we're looking into things, it is quite likely that your your dog probably has not a lot of active vision because dogs and cats are actually very good at kind of making little mental maps as their vision deteriorates of where things are in the house. So let's say they'll have a little map for the living room, they'll know where the TV is, they'll know where the sofa is so that they can kind of negotiate in their own head where things should be. So you often find, let's say, that we notice that people are saying that, you know, they're bumping into furniture and usually it won't have been an acute episode of vision loss so all of a sudden it might be that you've moved the sofa two feet to the right and moved the tv and rearranged the furniture a bit and that's kind of let's say upset the little mental map that your dog or cat had in their head and they just need a bit of time to adjust um so that's quite common common thing that we hear what i would say is if you're concerned that there may be vision loss for your dog it really would be best to visit your vet for an eye exam now that may just be let's say an eye exam within their own clinic or depending on the nature of the problem it may involve referral to an ophthalmologist so an eye specialist for further assessment depending on the nature of the issue Um, with certain issues like cataracts there are things can actually be done so cataract surgery in dogs is something that does exist now and is actually quite successful in some some cases Um, but there are some problems that let's say degeneration of the lens or degeneration of the back of the eye and where the the light essentially strikes the back of the eye to make a little image that's transmitted to the brain if there's problems there it's less easy to deal with and it's more just managing their quality of life what I would say, though, is it can actually be an indicator of deeper medical issues. So sometimes, um, let's say, for, for example, cataracts where the lens becomes very thick and opaque so that the dog can't see through, that can actually be an indicator of diabetes, so a very serious health issue that needs to be dealt with. 
So regardless of the cause, it's definitely worth visiting your vet for an eye exam and a general health checkup in the solar dog. But dogs and cats that have lost their eyesight, they can still live on. It doesn't mean that it's the end for them. Yeah, I have many dogs that come in to see me and cats even. And as long as their owner is very aware of the situation and is aware of, let's say, how they're coping at home with their quality of life, as long as, let's say, things remain quite stable and their routine remains quite stable and things, objects to kind of were mindful about not moving or rearranging the house very frequently. Um, most dogs and cats can actually have a really good quality of life. Yeah. I suppose it's one of the senses. It's very important, but they can manage. Because they well. can lose their hearing as well, can't they, in, in old age? Absolutely. And and in old age, loss of hearing is something we anecdotally hear from a lot of people. I know my own little terrier, Sally, in the last six months, she's become as deaf as a doorpost. And it's actually a very difficult thing. Sometimes it can be something as simple as the buildup of wax or an ear infection. But once you've ruled that out, it becomes a lot more challenging to assess hearing loss. So in humans, the test that we would do to assess how we can hear different frequencies, it's not really possible to do that in the same way in dogs and cats. Um, so it's it's more difficult. It's to just ma- it's just monitoring them uh, more than anything else. You'll know yourself. Exactly. Okay, Dan in Limerick has been on. He's got a problem with the dog. Obviously, not his own dog that keeps urinating on his front door. Would Jane have any suggestions on what he can do to stop it, please? Oh, this is a frustrating problem. Um, but I I feel your pain. I have a a cat that does its business in my flowers outside my house. So mm. you know a similar issue. There's no really easy solution. There are products available on the market that you can spray on areas to kind of have a nasty smell to deter dogs and cats from doing their business in areas that they shouldn't. They work sometimes, not all of the time. Um, It is very difficult, and particularly with dogs, they're really trying to mark territory, so that's probably why he's trying to mark your front door to claim it as his own, as it were. If you can put something in the way to try and break the habit, and also if you can try and really carefully wash that with a pet safe cleaner to remove all traces of ammonia it's quite likely that you might discourage the behavior a little bit if there's not an interesting smell there already but if you can kind of just i suppose if you're if, if it's worrying you enough putting up a gate or some flower pots around there just to disrupt the area so they can't quite easily access it as they would have done before that may help Okay, and actually a juror, a listener with a cat, uh, says, um, I heard the lady talk about the cat who's been sick. My kitten went off his food and was actually vomiting as well. Took him to the vet. It it ended up the cat had worms. Got a tablet from the vet Mm -hmm. and the cat has been perfect uh, since. Okay, thank you for that, juror. And Amory in Carrick-Tool. Any advice for a Labrador puppy who gets very excited when new people call? It doesn't attack them or anything, but it's jumping up and down and licking them and sometimes he ends up getting so excited he's an accident and he wets himself oh bless him right um he's probably just so excited to be really social but it's just sometimes you need to train them to you know approach things calmly i think preparing the people that are about to enter your house to remain calm and to not kind of fuss the pup straight away um is a really helpful thing so i normally tell let's say people coming into a new house with a new pup or a new dog just ask your visitors if you could just for the first five minutes just try to ignore the dog to let them settle and to know that you're a safe person and then we can kind of introduce you to the puppy afterwards and that's a really helpful thing and also using kind of the stuffable toys like cons where you can put nuts and food and cream cheese and tasty things inside having one of those ready to go before your visitor comes over 
and just popping them into another room so that they can calmly be distracted while the visitor enters and you could do a kind of a controlled um, introduction with your visitor then when they're a little bit less wound up. Um, that can be a really helpful thing as well. But I think it's just time, habituation, and the more people they see and the more socialisation they get, the calmer they'll be in those situations. Okay. All right, we'll leave it there, Jane. Thank you for that. Have a lovely week and we'll chat next Thursday. Thanks a million. That is uh, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.